This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And he's going to stay in position. Here's the pass, comes across, looking for Van Riemsdyk. Back into the slot, and Subban steps up and makes the save on Jackson Cates. And after the play, Nadushkin has got his Van hand tied up. Dan Dunleavy, Rob Ray on the call. Malcolm Subban with a save late in the game to keep Philadelphia off the board. He was a perfect 12 for 12, Subban was. That one right there, the save of the game, brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. We welcome you back here to KeyBank Center. Brian Colzio with you. 2-1 Buffalo, Sabres 2-0 in the preseason for however much value you put in winning in the preseason. I would say there is some for sure. And I would think maybe even the younger the team, the better in terms of the more value that it has. Uh, and so there were some Sabre players that we're going to see here on opening night, and there were some players that will be elsewhere, Rochester, Juniors, others. But uh, nevertheless, a uh, pretty solid defensive effort overall. Uh, just one goal allowed by the combination of Craig Anderson and Malcolm Subban in the 2-1 to one victory. All right, coming up here shortly, we'll be heading down to the locker room, Paul Hamilton, uh, we'll be getting player interviews, so we'll be going to Paul in just a moment. Don, Don Granado and his post-game comments. But before we get to the locker room, let's get the highlights in here. As uh, Buffalo getting two goals, let's uh, hear them both. The first coming at 8:24 into the game. Rusek setting up Biro for a nice shot up high and putting Buffalo on the board first. Sabers win the face-off in their own zone. Breakout pass to the left wing side, trying to feed it through. Rusek out of the corner. Nice pass to the far back. Off the great feed from Lucas Rusek. And the Sabres lead it 1 0. 8 24 into the game. That first goal from Barrow putting Buffalo up 1 0. Later in the period at 14 42, Travis Konechny scoring for Philadelphia, the lone goal of the day for the visiting team that made it 1 1 after 1. We go just before the halfway point of the second period at 8.57. And Biro at it again with the game winner. This veteran goaltender getting a chance here with the Flyers is Sean. That one beats the Alex Tuck let it rip and it goes high on Grosnick and the Sabres are up 2-1. Biro from Tuck and Yoki Haru. Tuck screened it. He may have touched it, but Biro getting credit at 857. 2-1 Buffalo. No scoring in the third, but for Biro right there, the game winner. 
That's the play of the game brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. So the Sabres win it 2-1 to one in front of 9,125 here at KeyBank Center. Buffalo's on the road tomorrow in Columbus, 7 o'clock. You'll hear it right here on the Sabres Radio Network. And then Saturday, if you're looking for a game to go to, that's the next home preseason game, 1 p.m. against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, and then two more games next week, Tuesday at home against Carolina, and then next Thursday again uh, to finish things up. Uh, the Sabres will uh, finish off the preseason there, uh, and uh, that'll do it, six games in total. So looking forward to the regular season a week from next Thursday against the Ottawa Senators. Three stars, they're all Sabres. Linus Weisbeck, star number two. I take that back. Not all three Sabres. <laughs> We've got a flyer in between. Antoine Roussel, star number two. And then Brandon Biro, star number one. For Biro, two goals, including the game winner. He's our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Other stats here. Let's get you the shots. Sabres and Flyers finish both with 21 and how about this? Identical across the period. Six apiece in the first, eight apiece in the second, and seven apiece in the third. All right, down to the room we go. Brandon Byro with Paul Hamilton. Uh, I think it was a little bit of an adjustment. You know, off, a little bit different than summer hockey. I think it took everyone a little bit, maybe a period or two, to get into it. But I think in the third, we, we kind of found our legs a little bit and, you know, kind of started to make some plays. And, you know, it was nice to, to hold on to that win and, you know, got one out early and, and play the right way down the stretch. So uh, I think the team played well. And, kind of shook off that rust after the first couple periods. On the, on the second one, could you see a, a, any net at all, or were you just trying to get that through any way you could? I think I was just getting to the net. I mean, Tucky said he tipped it, so I, I think that, you know, he got a stick on it, which, you know, obviously helped it go in. But, uh, you know, it was a good, good uh, forecheck, kind of, you know, all of us on that line, and I was trying to get it to the net, and he got a good stick on it. Conscious effort to put prospects like you beside established talent like Alex. What is doing with Alex? Excuse me, playing with Alex do for you? You know, it just gives you a lot of confidence. His, his speed and size, you know, really create space for for some small guys like Rusick and I to to make plays because you know the the threat of his speed is going to back defensemen off. And you know, when he's on the forecheck, you know, guys are you know taking a second look because you know that's a big body coming in. So. Um, you know, just like for that, it creates a lot of space, and you know he's got the skill to go along with it too. So you know that's why he plays up in the lineup, and you know it gives you a lot of confidence. You can just sit back and play your game, and, and let him kind of lead the charge. What did last year do? There's only one game, but the little taste he got here in Buffalo. I think it was just you know just getting used to the speed, and you know kind of getting the flow. Dealt with some injuries a little bit, you know, the last two years. So kind of once I got my footing under me, and you know played a good stretch of games. Um, Kind of got more used to it and felt more confident, and you know, was able to you know kind of play my game and, and do what I've always done. So, uh, I think the coaches have have been really good, you know, putting me in opportunities to, to use my skill set to, to my advantage, and so it's been it's been great. Brandon Byro on the post game, Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, Brandon Byro, two goals tonight, the game winner. Uh, some other stats here we mentioned: shots were twenty-one apiece. Uh, more on Byro though, uh, a plus one, twelve forty-two of ice time, so doing some damage in uh, under 13 minutes. Three shots on goal, two of them went in. Let's go back to the room. The guy that set him up with the first goal, Lucas Rusek, is now live with Paul. Thanks, Brian. Lucas, uh, what has it been like for you in this training camp? I mean, you, you had the bad luck last year with the injury, but you've been able to come through. You've looked good in the games and the practices. What has this been like for you to be here? 
I have the biggest summer this year. Probably I have an injury last year. Yeah, a good summer with coach and this start start the camp and play hard, play play work and keep going. You played very well in the playoffs last year. I think you had six points in ten games. And not a lot of ice time, but yet you took advantage of your ice time and, and contributed in both offensively and defensively. How much did that help you, you know, learn the North American game and be ready for now? It's our first first month. It's a hard for me after injuries, and the difference difference of play hockey is here in Czech. Mm-hmm. But the adaptation months months ago, I know play better and better. What was it like? Is it just you don't have as much room because of the ice surface, or you know what did you have to learn playing in North America? So, uh, smallest rink, uh, playing fast is a big difference in uh, here and Czech. Do you think you have a good opportunity to maybe, if you even if you don't make this club, that to play some hockey in Buffalo this year, or maybe if there are some injuries or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. Play hard, play work, and play together. Have you liked your game so far? Of course. <laughs> Lucas, Brandon said he played with you in Rochester last year. What can you tell us about Brandon Byron's game? We play very good. We play last last playoffs in Rochester. We play together, but. Play, play fun, play hockey, play smart. Have you been kind of a leader for uh, Kulik, you know, helping him out a little bit and showing him the way a little bit in his first trip here to North America to play hockey? Yeah, I think just a couple of words. It's a different hockey, but he's sure at all every every practice, every game, he shoot, shoot, more shoot. What can what can people expect from him as he he's as he gets older and better? Yeah. I know. Just a goal scorer, a shooter? Yeah, he is he's typical scorer, a typical passer. I told him, hey, stay in front of I pass you. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. Of course. Lucas Rusick on the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul. Yeah, I like the message. Yeah, Go to the net, I'll pass it to you. <laughs> that was a beautiful pass from Rusek. Let's go right back to the room. Alex Tuck now live with Paul. You're coming in and uh, to see them really take care of themselves and really have high conditioning and really strong as 18 year olds is really to see off the ice and then to be able to translate that into the uh, on ice portion of it too is uh, it's a lot of fun to watch and see these guys develop and excited for all their futures. Is it clear that they've brought in guys that are fitting into this culture that has been developing over the last few years under Kevin? Yeah no uh, I thought I think Kevin and Terry and Don have done a really good job of really pushing us towards the same team mindset and I guess having the same kind of character guys in the locker room and guys that have really good chemistry on and off the ice and guys that are able to push each other but really you know what it's it, it's, a, it's a family in here and it, when you draft and when you trade for guys and sign free agents you don't want to break that up you know if you have something good going you want to keep it going and, and they did a really good job through free agency and the draft and uh, everything since I thought that's been really good, and the guys have fit in really well. What have you thought of Rusick? I mean, he had a really good playoff last year for Rochester. He seems like a guy who can be a nifty player, but he also is good at both ends of the rink. He gets on the forecheck with his speed. I mean, what have you thought of him so far? It's really easy to play with him out there, honestly. Um, you know, he's young, he's developing, and you see a lot of skill, but you see the work ethic and uh, the grit, and like you said, he plays on both sides. So he plays that 200-foot game, and it, that's once you get back down it's a lot easier to play uh, up in the NHL that's that's for sure and so to see him able to go out there and 
you know, as after the first period, in the second and into the third, you see a lot more confidence, and he's making some really good plays, had a really good assist out there, and like I said, just really easy to play with, and uh, excited for his future. He's going to win, but this is preseason, but two different teams have won two different games here for you now. Uh, that has to just help the confidence of this, these guys, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I... I'm going to throw Matty Savoy under the bus. He said he was 5-0 in a Sabres uniform. I think he's got the record right now. It's, I'm kind of jealous. But, um, no, it's really good to see. I mean, we, they, the guys had a really good rookie tournament. The last two preseason games have been really well. It's been two hard-fought battles right to the end, two really close games. And, but you can still see the sacrifice. I mean, it's an exhibition game. And, you know, what guys are going, laying their body out on the line. They're, they're making plays. They're, they're giving the extra effort. And that's really good to see. It's not guys just going out there for a skate and just – and it's preseason, whatever. Guys want to win out there. Guys want to get ready for the season. We want to be in as good shape as possible. And I think it starts from the top, starts with the guys like Oki and Gussie, and then it works its way down to those younger guys like Maddie Savoy. And so it's been really good. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, thank you. Alex Tuck in the post game. Ryan, back to you. Okay, Paul. Alex Tuck get officially getting the assist on the game winner, although Biro said that he thinks Tuck told him he tipped it in. Nevertheless, a 2-1 win either way for the Sabres. Um, Biro. Rusek, we heard from them. Those are going to be, I think, key players uh, in Rochester this year as uh, the depth is really starting to show on the Sabre team now. More and more players that possibly could contribute at some point during the NHL season, but because the roster is, I guess you'd say, full, uh, they're going to have to start in Rochester. So that's a sign that the depth has improved tremendously uh, within this organization. 2-1 Buffalo in front. Uh, at this time, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliate stations. Uh, if you want to keep listening to the post game, go to WGR550.com. For all of you on our flagship in Buffalo on WGR, we'll uh, have Don Granato when we return and uh, a couple of more news and notes and stats as uh, we get you keep going here on our Sabres postgame show. Live from KeyBank Center, I'm Brian Colziel. 2-1, Sabres win it over Philadelphia in the second preseason game. We'll be back with more in a moment. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. All right, Brian Colesville here back at the arena. 2-1 Sabres. Don Granado is making his way to the media room and his live post-game press. That's what stood out to me was the fight uh, to win a game, uh, which is good. You know, I'm, I'm not putting a lot of pressure standing behind the bench screaming and yelling, and, and it's up to these guys to push right now, as I've said, through camp to feel better the next day. You're not going to feel good the first day uh, and push through it. And I... You know, we had a lot of guys that I know didn't feel good, obviously didn't feel like themselves. There's no rhythm at this point, but what we wanted to see was them push. And uh, the third was real uh, nice to see that fight and push by our guys. What did you think about Weisbach with, with Thompson and Skinner in that group? Uh, Weisbach looked very comfortable with Thompson and Skinner and uh, created a lot. Um, showed skill, showed vision, uh, and there was some chemistry there between the three of them. So that was... Uh, a real bonus uh, plus uh, for Linus. He played a, played a really solid game. What did you learn about Brandon Byro last year? He kind of flew under the radar, but he really established himself as a prospect. What did you learn about him? Yeah, he persistent, smart, um, enough skill. I mean, there's enough skill there. He he works well with people around him. He has great, really, really good vision uh, around the ice. And, and, you know, a couple of goals were, were very nice goals. I mean, uh, obviously nice shots and you know, he, he was. I was comfortable with him with uh, with Tuck. I felt that 
Tuck did a really nice job with him, with two younger guys. I talked to Alex about that uh, uh, earlier, uh, earlier in camp, that, you know, take some guys under your wing and, and push guys along, and I thought Tuck was, was great with the two of them tonight, and I thought that line played well. When I watch Rusick play, he just doesn't look like a young player to me. He looks like a guy that plays both ends of the ice. He can be nifty when he wants to. I mean, I can see him playing some games with you guys, you know, if you get in an injury situation. Do you, do you look at him as he almost plays above his years? He does. He's a very uh, – he, he's, he's very um, intelligent as a player – with in many respects, but situational awareness. He's he's efficient and he's effective. So he, you know, if they need to block a shot, he reads it. If you need a, a good stick, a good angle, uh, you know, he reads it. If a guy's open after he steals a puck, so he's got a knack and a feel for the game, uh, combined with a competitiveness that uh, that just keep him in it. And he makes the job easier for other guys, for line mates doing a lot of. The, got a lot of detail in his game, I guess, is probably what I could have said and said nothing more. There's a lot of detail in his game. Mistakes, mistakes happen in these games. How do, you want, how do you want to see guys correct those mistakes? Compete. Compete. I think a lot of mistakes were made by us not going hard. We, we almost stood with the puck, and, and it was a surveying and, you know, and, and paralysis at times. And that's just you just don't have the feel early on. Uh, and then when you do that and you're stuck, you're, you're probably going to make a bad pass <laughs> or put your teammate in a situation where they're going to have to fight like hell, uh, you know, even, you know, the timing. So there was no timing. We weren't in sync, uh, but you just got to play through it and fight through it. Coach, what were your thoughts on the penalty kill tonight? We wanted to see work ethic. We wanted to see effort. We didn't, you know, there's an objective. We didn't want to allow the other team to set up, and I thought we, we did a nice job on that. And five on three obviously was a – was a was a very good kill. A lot of guys I thought showed some calm, but also uh, closed out quick where they could. Don, uh, Alex Tuck just told us this group of really we talk about young guys since you've been here, but really young guys, the new guys. Um, he said they're so much stronger coming in and so much better than he was at that age. Um, he's so impressed. What impresses you about them after seeing them in two preseason games? Well, what we want to see is a resilience and fight, and, and I thought we had a very young group in Washington the other day, and we, weren't, we were trailing that entire game uh, until the last, till overtime, I think, was, was the only time we, we let it when Vinny scored. Um, but that, you know, we want to see that determination to end result, to winning. You know, that's the next step for us is trying to win more games, and with that, that's a whole attitude and a whole demand, new demand. And... Um, you know, again, I, I like that. I like that fight and that compete for that, and the young guys have it. Thank you, Don. Good night, Al. Okay, there's Sabres head coach, Don Granado, following a preseason 2-1 victory over the Philadelphia Flyers to put Buffalo's preseason record at 2-0. and In Columbus tomorrow night, we'll have the game for you right here at 7 p.m. Final stats now brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. We already mentioned about the shots on goal. 21 apiece. Power plays. Both teams were 0 of 3. Craig Anderson, Malcolm Subban split the game. Uh, Anderson played 30 minutes and 2 seconds. Malcolm Subban, 1943. Uh, Anderson, 8 saves on 9 shots. And Subban, perfect 12 for 12. So those are your stats of the game. Injury report now brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. 
as far as we know. No injuries from tonight's game, so that is good news. Uh, again, back at it tomorrow. Likely the majority of the guys that played tonight will not go to Columbus tomorrow uh, to face the Blue Jackets. So I would expect maybe we'll see Eric Comrie for the first time in goal. Uh, we saw Ukapekalukan play the entire game in Washington on Sunday afternoon. Tonight we saw Anderson and Subban split. So my guess would be, again, nothing official from Don Granado, but uh, I'm going to guess that uh, we will see Eric Comrie tomorrow, possibly. Uh, maybe Michael Hauser, too, could get some, you know, a period or something in there uh, at some point. But uh, that's how I, I think maybe we'll, we'll get to see Comrie for the first time. All right, Paul Hamilton in a moment. Uh, but while we wait for Paul here, let's uh, see what's going on in the rest of the National Hockey League. These are all finals. Red Wings beat the Penguins 6-2. Pittsburgh will be here on Saturday at KeyBank Center. Devils over the Islanders by a 4-1 score. Bruins in overtime get by the Rangers 3-2. Hurricanes beat the Lightning 5-1. Other scores, games that are still going on. After two periods in Dallas, the Stars lead the Coyotes 3-2. End of two in Winnipeg, the Jets over the Senators 4-3. The Blues leading the Blackhawks 1-0 halfway through the second. End of one in Colorado, the Wild leading the Avalanche 2-1. Couple of games later on tonight at 10, Kraken host the Flames, and the Sharks host the Ducks. Let's go to Major League Baseball now. Up Toronto at Rogers Center, Yankees leading the Blue Jays in the top of the ninth inning right now, 5-2. Aaron Judge... No home runs. He's been walked four times in five at-plate appearances. So I'm sure another frustrating night for Judge, although his team's winning. So that's the best news of all there for Yankee fans as they are leading the Blue Jays 5-2 in the ninth. The NL East race very close between the Mets and the Braves, just a game separating those two, and it might be even at night's end. Braves winning right now in Washington against the Nationals, 8-2. That one's in the ninth. In the eighth inning at City Field in Queens, the Mets trailing the Marlins by a 6-3 to three score. So if those scores hold, the Braves and the Mets will be tied with a week to go in the NL East race. So uh, a good matchup there. Football news. The Bills have made a signing today as they agree to a, t a contract with Justin Murray, offensive lineman from the Arizona Cardinals, former Arizona Cardinal, and they've made room for Murray with his one-year deal by placing offensive tackle Tommy Doyle on injured reserve. Media day tomorrow out at One Bills Drive, so uh, we should get some injury updates on, as you all know, was a lengthy list of injuries coming out of that loss in Miami. Bills and Ravens coming up Sunday. Weather could be an issue with Hurricane Ian right now entering Florida, and it'll make its way up the East Coast uh, throughout the next few days. Early forecast has a lot of rain in the forecast for the 1 o'clock kickoff in Baltimore between the Ravens and the Bills. And, of course, uh, you'll hear that game right here on our flagship WGR Sports Radio 550 on Sunday. All right, there's your look around the league. Do we have Paul Hamilton yet? We do not. We do not. Okay, we'll get Paul here coming in in just one moment. Let's uh, set the rest of the preseason schedule up for you here. As we said, tomorrow... The Sabres are in Columbus for a 7 o'clock start. Saturday, as we turn the page to October, if the weather hasn't felt like that already, uh, Saturday, 1 o'clock at home against Pittsburgh. Uh, they'll take on the Penguins. We'll have that for you right here on WGR. And then uh, a week from tonight, Carolina 
the Hurricanes will be here. That's at 7. And then uh, next uh, week from Friday, they'll close out the preseason schedule in Pittsburgh on October 7th. Uh, the regular season opener at home against Ottawa. Buffalo will have their first two games of the regular season at home. Ottawa on Thursday, the 13th, and Florida on Saturday, the 15th. 2-1 Sabres win it over Philly. Let's finish up here with a couple of thoughts from Paul Hamilton. And, uh, Paul, let's start with the man that got both Buffalo goals. Brandon Byro had a, uh, a very nice game tonight, obviously leading the way to their second win of the preseason. Well, he didn't really. As he said on the postgame show, Alex Tuck did tip the other one. And they, they knew it. But it's preseason. It doesn't matter. I mean, what does it matter if Alex Tuck gets the goal? or By It's probably better Byro gets it just because it helps his confidence and stuff. But Alex Tuck did get a piece of it. Uh, so in the regular season, that would have gotten changed. Plus, you know, I don't, I don't know what kind of replay they got, too, which might not have been clear as far as tipping or something like that. So it's not that right. big of a deal. Um, but still, he would have gotten a point. On, it would have been a goal and an assist for him. And I think just shows, you know, he played a game here last year, if you recall, and shows that just there's more depth to be had down in Rochester, that if you get in an injury situation, there's no problem with bringing a Byro up here or a Rusick. I mean, people are going to think I'm Rusick's agent. <laughs> I just love watching this guy <laughs> play. I really do. Uh, and he doesn't play like a younger player, you know, and – and just, you know, it, it, you heard Don Granado talk about him just at both ends of the ice, and he can be nifty when you want him to. He can block a shot when you want him to. I think he was in on, on one of those late block shots. He can kill penalties. He can play in the power play. He can get you the odd goal. Uh, he's first in on the forecheck because of his speed. Um, he can play translator for Kulik. I mean, <laughs> he can do it all. And uh, I, I just – I don't know if I imagine him making the team out of camp, but you know how teams have injuries as things go, go along. And I'm not surprised by much, but I would be very surprised if he didn't get called up in an injury recall. Yeah. Well, Paul, defensively, the team only gave up a goal tonight. Uh, Anderson and Subban combined on the win uh, in net. Um, we saw the top four defensemen also out there tonight. Uh, what did you notice on the defensive side? Actually, top five, and as I said, Pilot and Bryson and, and Fitzgerald are going to fight for that other spot. So they were all in the lineup. Um, I don't think they gave up a lot of glorious opportunities, and the goal Philadelphia scored was simply Yoki Haru lost his balance and wiped out power. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> Stuff happens on the ice. I mean, it wasn't a bad play or anything like that. He lost his balance, and he took out his partner. So that gave a goal scorer a chance to walk in and score a goal, but the goaltenders, I think, were solid. I mean, I don't remember, like, huge, huge, huge. Anderson made some really good saves. Subban, I thought, was very solid in his positioning. It seemed like, watching him, that he never really gave the Flyers a lot to shoot at. And uh, they did hit a post on him, I believe. But other than that, you know, I thought he played a pretty clean game. And what Buffalo didn't – and I think it was because – Everybody was just kind of trying to get a flow or whatever. I mean, there weren't a lot of shots in the game. You're playing with guys you've never played with before. You're just starting off training camp. I mean, these guys have not even been in training camp, some of them, even a week yet. You know, it started on the ice last Thursday, and here we are on Tuesday, and they've played two preseason games, a scrimmage, uh, worked, and they worked very hard in practice. You know, I want to bring that up because – for how many years, you know how it drove me crazy watching the, how poorly this team practiced. It was horrendous. It wasn't bad. It was horrendous. 
and that was the first thing Don Granado picked up on was practice habits around here, and he, he changed those in a quick hurry. And, you know, they've carried over. I mean, watching them during camp, you see intense practices, and if they're not, they hear about it. So, uh, you know, it's so far so good. But I think just think things were discombobulated today just because, you know, you're not you have guys you haven't played with. You're just starting to get into games. Only a couple guys played in the uh, first game. But you heard talk. Savoy gave him a hard time. Savoy went 3-0 and in the Prospects Tournament. He's played in both preseason games, and he's 5-0 and in a Sabres jersey. <laughs> and he, well, let Tuck know, he let Tuck know about it. That's right. Okay, so tomorrow, right back at it, Paul, would you expect the majority of the guys that played tonight to not play in Columbus tomorrow? Yeah, uh, I don't think so, I, especially being late. And, uh, I, no, I, I think uh, the guys are going to play in Columbus uh, pretty much. I don't even know if they're here. I mean, I think they were resting up and getting ready to play. So uh, I think I think it'll be a totally different group. I don't think yeah. – I don't – I'd be surprised if any of these guys wound up in, in Columbus tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I just I think it'll be a totally different group. Some guys that we saw in Washington. There are other guys we haven't seen at all yet. So, you know, uh, Comrie. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I including in net. Yeah, I would anticipate Comrie gets the net. I don't know that as fact, but they've gone with Lucan in and Anderson. Subban played today also. So I would think it's Comrie's turn to get into the net, uh, either for a game or a half a game. And, you know, uh, the Rochester goaltender that played in the uh, Prospects tournament, you know, he also could get maybe a half game, you know, just to get him some work too. Or, or you might see Comrie in the whole game, depending on how Don Granado wants to play it. But uh, I think you'll see a whole different group in, in Columbus. Paul, great job as always tonight. We look forward to chatting tomorrow. And just a note for all of our listeners out there, if, if you're a regular listener of the postgame show, um, I, we hope that you notice uh, even better post-game coverage this year, Paul, because you are going to be back in the locker room, which is the first time since pre-COVID, which I know you're excited about. Yeah, we were in there tonight, and it was neat to be in there again. You know what? You don't know what you have until you don't have it anymore. And it's been since 2000, February of 2020, since we've been in the locker room, being able to interview and talk to players. It was nice to be in there and just to – because they're more relaxed than sitting at a podium or on a Zoom, and you get a more relaxed player like Lucas Rusick. I mean, he's just learning English, but I thought he did a great job today, you know, speaking to us. You just, you know, have to, you know, make sure he understands your question, and I thought he did a fantastic job. But maybe if you're on Zoom or at a podium, he's more nervous, you know, and, and doesn't, you know, what to know what to say or anything like that because they've got some players. Uh, you know, Kulik is like that too, so – um, I just think it's, 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 that's their domain, and I think it makes them more comfortable. I would agree. Paul, thank you. We will chat tomorrow night. Okay, take care. All right, Paul Hamilton here on our Sabres postgame show, Buffalo Victorious 2-1. to one. Uh, You can check out more on tonight's game on our game night story, WGR550.com. With that, we're going to say goodnight here from KeyBank Center. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 7 for the Sabres and the Blue Jackets from Columbus. Thanks to our network producer back in our Amherst studios, TJ Luckman. Great job, TJ. Producer here at KeyBank Center, Jonathan Koziel. Thank you, brother John. Tom Meddy, our engineer. Great job, as always, Tom, getting us set up here at KeyBank Center. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. And, of course, our wonderful game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. My name is Brian Koziel. I thank you for listening. Sabres win it 2-1 to to improve to 2-0 in the preseason. We will talk to you tomorrow night. Sabres and Blue Jackets in Columbus.
right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t